Okay, so good afternoon. It's your girl, Sasha, grown and opinionated. I promise to crack this mic on a regular basis, so I am. And I know I've been doing a lot of, um, I don't want to say heavy stuff, but some of different things. And so now it's time to get to the BS, right? Um, every day, I'm like a little old lady that reads the Inquirer. I read rhymeswithsnitch.com every day, faithfully, when I eat my lunch or when I take a break. Um, and then I go through all the topics. And, of course, I got an opinion about-ish. And so I was like, maybe that'll be cool to share with everybody. And then y'all can feedback and tell me what y'all think. Um, I got to find a way to do the calling thing. But whatever. That's, that's down the line. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. So today on Ron with Snitch, what they had, some of the main topics they had was um, Tiger facing foreclosure. Now, anybody who knows me know I love me some Tiger. Rack City is my ish. I could I consider myself to be Rack City Bonnie. I love Rack City. Like that is my song. I go off. Um. I don't know why they feel the need to report this. I was like, this kind of nine news. Um, I don't know why they feel the need to report when any celebrity is facing foreclosure or having fight. Like, who cares? Um, honestly. And in this situation, they were saying, like, he tried to sell the house. And what happens is that he probably couldn't get the amount he was looking to sell it for. So he's like, all right, well, F it. I'm going to... Like, not pay the mortgage for a couple of months, and then I can probably get the bank to work with me. And I don't know if anybody has experience with that. Um, I I mean, I haven't had personal experience, but I have had experience helping other people with that. And what happens is that once you stop paying the mortgage, you can contact the, the bank or reach Oh, I don't know what happened there. My mic kind of went out. But what you say is, like, I'm having a problem paying a mortgage. Can you work with me? And they would either, like, lower the interest rate, um, allow you not to make payments for a little while, put some of it on the back end, or they would modify the mortgage or just um, let you short sell it. And what that means is that you could sell it for less than what you owe the bank, and they kind of wipe the rest off and forgive the rest. So, I mean, I don't think that it's that he's broke because I'm sure at any day of the week he can go somewhere and say, listen, I will perform Rack City for you. <laughs> Give me somebody because I know for a fact I would definitely pay him to <laughs> perform Rack City for me. I love Rack City. So that's my opinion about But I want to know what y'all think. Like, should the blogs and... um. Like other reporting sites and things, be more responsible when they report that um, information. Should they report it at all? Or y'all don't give a F about these rich people. Fuck them. Their information <laughs> should be available to everybody who wanted. Um, the next story they had, and I saw this over the weekend about black youngster um, that his brother was murdered. And he like kind of made these posts. And I just say prayers because... I don't know if any of you have had someone close to you murdered. It's a big difference to having someone um, just die. When someone dies, it's like you could say fuck cancer, fuck diabetes, fuck heart attacks, fuck whatever. But there's no one you can go to and say you caused this to them. Um, But when someone's murdered, that means that there's someone out there. 
that you know of that actually took the life of your loved one. And let me tell you, I've had uh, a couple, I would say a couple of a couple of people murdered. And um, yeah, that shit just hit different. That shit hit different. It's like a rage and everything. And you just got to keep praying and praying and praying and just like letting the universe handle it. And um, I'm not a, a, a I guess they call them Udas now, not shooters. I'm not a Uda or anything like that. So that's not something that I could see myself or would think like, okay, I'm, I could go handle this myself um, because I'm not a Uda. But if I was, uh, yeah, it would be really difficult for me to not have those thoughts cross my mind. Um, I, it would just really be difficult. It's a song out there, and the guy is like praying to God, like take these homicidal thoughts away from me, because I am ready. And I can definitely understand and feel black youngsters' pain with that, and want wanting to do something about that. So, prayers to him. I'm just gonna like leave that alone. Y'all know I love me so, um, black youngster. You little 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 bitch. <laughs> Um, the next one that they had up there was about gunplay. And I posted about this on the Instagram because the wife actually came out and confirmed that these things happened. He was playing Call of Duty. He was being really loud. She probably told him, like, shut up. The baby's sleep. And he went off. Um, oh, I guess for the black youngster one, I guess my question to y'all would be, like, could you ever... No, I don't want to... Don't please don't provide me with that information because y'all know the feds be watching. Don't provide me with that information if you ever had any homicidal thoughts. Don't please don't 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 don't. But uh, we're good place. So she confirmed that she said yes, this happened. He pointed the AK, which I'm not. I, I, I'm all against domestic violence. I'm not a violent person or anything, but an AK. At your wife? It kind of seemed kind of OD. I mean, if he would have mushed her or did something like that, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't put your hands on her. But that may be, you know, a different topic. You go get an AK where you could literally just blow her off the face of the fucking earth. I mean, it's no way she would have survived that AK gunshot. No way. There's no way. And it's like... Yeah. Now, that's a bit much. She did say, and Gunplay has been very open, transparent, honest, which we all love, about his past drug um, use. I don't think he called it an addiction, but he did say he used cocaine, he used heroin, he used all different types of drugs. And she said, yes, he has relapsed, and that may have contributed to the issue. What I was so... I think I was like really proud of and ecstatic to see is that she got her shit and she got up out of there because there are people who for whatever reason would have brushed it off or would have said I can stay here I can fix you and at that moment and who knows if it if smaller things were happening before this situation happened and then he pointed the AK and she like oh fuck this I'm out um they also said that he pointed it at the the baby but she doesn't confirm that, so that's an allegation, but it was there that he pointed it at the baby. But I just really, I was applauding and rooting for her for having the courage to, like, just get up and get out of there and, like, I'm done with this. So, um, 
prayers for everybody involved there. But my question, and then I'll give my opinion, is, like, would you ever date someone or, like, get in a relationship with someone who had a drug problem and told you about it? Um, my opinion about it is no, because I've had um, experience with a loved one being on drugs and, yeah, the shit just ain't cool. Your shit go missing and they just not themselves. And I ain't got time to do with that, deal with that. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's not for me, but I would like to know what y'all think about it. Then we had, oh, my God, Meek Mills. <sighs> Meek Mill, Meek Mill, Meek Mill. I had a cousin, and this was her theory for a long time, and everybody laughs. She would always say, Meek Mill is from Canada. He is not from Philly. And we would all laugh about it. But honestly, he does not sound like O'Milly. He doesn't sound like any of my Philly cousins. They all have, if you know anybody from Philly, they just have this certain sound when they talk it's just different and he doesn't sound like any of them and I don't know if it's because maybe he was in jail a lot but he would be in jail with other people from Philly I don't know but she had this theory and so sometimes I kind of like to play around and say that he's from Canada but I can't prove that shit but anyway so over the weekend he went on this rant and he's saying that he's going to be a martyr for the music business because he's tired of them taking advantage and he's going to get violent and all of this. And to that, I'm like, boy, bah, bah. When and the issues that I have with Meek Mill one, um, as Drake alluded to and said, Meek Mill is a snitch. Whether y'all agree or not, because he snitched on the judge, he clearly submitted affidavits to the court testify that this judge had let him off the hook previously and gave him lighter sentences and now she was refusing to do it i don't know what else you call a snitch because that judge at that point she's basically committing an illegal act she doesn't have the right to give him lighter sentences based on anything other than her whatever judicial blah 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 but she, he alleged that she was doing it because he was with uh, Charlie Mack or whoever was the management team and things like that. He, he signed the affidavits and he testified. So what else could he be called but a snitch for doing that? And I know some people say, well, if it's a cop or law enforcement or a judge, it really doesn't matter. I, I don't, I don't um, subscribe to those rules. If we, you and I get together to do some shit that ain't on the up and up, and when we get caught... You you take the stand on me. You're a snitch. Point blank. Period. But anyway, after he went through this and um, Rock Nation and everybody was like supporting him and doing all of this stuff about prison reform because his story, it was crazy that this kid would be given like uh, it was like somewhere where he did like eight years in prison or five years, whatever he did in prison, but then it was like he had all of this probation and parole for the rest of his life. It was crazy. I even, I saw this and heard of people getting nine, 10 years. Like you do one year, we don't care about the one year you do in prison, but we're going to give you 15 years of probation or parole. And the whole objective, of course, is that you're not going to stop. So then we'll be able to sentence you, um, to a higher amount of time based on you violating that parole or probation, which is fucked up. It's fucked up. K 
catch them for the crime they commit, sentence them to the crime that they commit. Y'all can't do that. I, I, I agreed with everybody at the time. Like, it was really fucked up what was happening to him. But he was violating his shit constantly. Um, and we had an episode when we first started growing and opinionated where we were going over the different things we would have did for the probation because he kept violating. But he's ready to be a martyr for the music business. But when Charlemagne asked him on the radio, like, listen, you know, you're really passionate about this parole system. I'm at the prison reform. Would you be willing to like how far are you going to go with this? Like, would you be willing to put yourself on the front lines and do all of this to make sure that these changes happen? And his response was like, no, um, as long as I'm getting whatever he was getting a show at that time and my checks. Right. I, I ain't sacrificing myself for that. But you willing to sacrifice yourself for the culture, air quotes and the music. Stop it, bro. Stop it. What had happened is this, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion because it's my show, is that um, once Rock Nation he kind of because he didn't just say okay listen you know um i'm going to choose different management thank you for the opportunity whatever i believe if i remember correctly like he went on this thing when he left them and i mean jay-z is like he's married to mother queen beyonce or hell the queen Rock Nation is full of all of these executives and people who ran with Rockefeller and Def Jam and all. So I would assume they're pretty powerful. And Tory Lane's um, father, he says that they got his son convicted and that they actually (laughs) set him up. So they must be really, really powerful. And I think that once he Meek Mills left them, he thought that business as usual and they are able to foreclose opportunities from him that he would have normally had and now he's feeling that whereas before and I think he dissed Rick Ross and his deal with them and everything like that so it's like now kind of like a I guess a black ball that he's starting to feel the effect so now he's like oh I gotta do something about this because it's not popping the same way um to me that's kind of like it's selfish and it's okay to be selfish if that's your thing, but don't act like you're doing that for the better of the culture or for other artists or anything. It's all about you. And you have exhibited that that's your, that's your mentality, that it's always all about you. And that's, I just can't F with the kid. I mean, I just don't. I still know all the words, the dreams. That I, yeah, of course, I know all of those and everything. But I just can't F with someone who only thinks about them. And also, I need to know where O'Malley is. I love O'Malley. I, don't know where, I need to know where he's at, if anybody knows. Um, yeah, I don't care about your opinion on Meek Mills because... <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But I really... I just can't deal with him. But you could let me know what you think about that, too. Then the other big story, and this was going around on the weekend because 50 Cent had posted it, and then it came out that Paramount Plus, Viacom, whatever, has now decided not to sell BET. Um, And that was the next thing that was on the website. And my opinion about it, honestly, I don't think that they thought that these black people could come up, and the people who did, who did step up to buy um, BT could come up with the money and would be willing, I mean, would be able to actually go through with a deal on BET. 
once that happened and it was not one it was not two it's like multiple people are stepping up i think they kind of honestly i have two theories on it one is a conspiracy theory because i just watched they clone tyrone is that they didn't want those black people having control of the content that would then come out of bet because um I mean, come on. We could keep it a buck here. We could keep it a hundred here. BET ain't putting out shit. They ain't putting out nothing worth nothing. Honestly. I know they have a few shows that a lot of my friends like, like The Sisters and something else. Um, BET Plus, I love Miss Pat. And now they got the Michael Blackson. And that's pretty cool. But they have the licensing rights to some repeats. But they're not putting out... Um, the quality of programming like TV One, in my opinion. They're just not TV One. They have the unsung, the document documentaries that are showing us the history of these artists and other people that we kind of forget about, and they're bringing them back. And they're, like, literally reviving certain artists' careers. And they have my Monday crime shows I love, Fatal Attraction, the ATL Homicide, For My Man. I mean, they're just putting out a different quality of black, black TV programming. BET hasn't done that in years. And playing reruns of Love & Hip Hop is not pushing us any further. It's just not helping us. I think that now my conspiracy theory is that they didn't want those black people to have control of that content and that platform because then they could then put out the quality programs that they thought would help and uplift not only black people, but our culture. Because, you know, um, as we've become we set the trends like Jim Jones and them that more people um, are following us, including Asian people and different. So they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We can't get y'all that much power. Relax, relax. We're not giving that to y'all. Um, so they were like, oh, y'all got enough money for that? All right, well, let's just up it more. Can y'all get that? And then they get it, and then they like, um, let's up it more. And even not even based on a valuation of what the company's worth or anything, the whole thing is like, let's try to make it seem like we were giving y'all opportunity, but keep it out your hands. We don't want y'all to have that power. And then they finally released a statement saying that after reviewing the financials and everything, it's just better to just keep it on the books and um, not sell it and just, yeah, right. You're full of shit. Um, They just kept moving the goalposts. I, I just don't believe... They either two things they didn't want the um the people who were making the offers to have access to that platform and be able to control what we see or they wanted way more than what a fair valuation of the company was and thought we could get these ninjas to pay more than what the company's worth as if everybody's stupid so boo for Paramount Plus and Viacom. I can't. And then the last thing that they had, and this one, you know, um, I've been, I, I'm really kind of passionate about um, this this topic. But they had um, Michael K. Williams, Omar. We all know him, Omar from The Wire. That the other guy and his case was sentenced. So what happened to Michael K. Williams is that which I guess we weren't aware of, but that he struggled with a drug um, problem. 
And on September 6, 2021, he accidentally overdosed. And it's this whole thing with the fentanyl and the drugs. Um, I'm really passionate and care about this. Um, It's affected my family. But I think that the way they're going after this crime is kind of pissing me off. Because unless they can prove that this person who gave the other person the drugs sat there got the fentanyl, got the coke or the dope, and then started cutting it and didn't know what they were doing. And that led to the overdose. Even then, I wouldn't see them getting much more prison time than they would get for selling drugs. But it's kind of fraudulent. Like, you, the guy want to do coke. He don't want to do fentanyl. Like, come on. You can't do that. Um, That, yeah. But to kind of punish these guys harsher than you would for regular drugs when they're not the ones putting the fentanyl in the drugs, the shit is coming to them with the fentanyl in it. These guys are getting the coke, dope, or whatever from there. Um, What do y'all say? I used to say, like, connect, or I guess they say plug, or whoever. They're supplier. They're getting it, and it's already mixed in there. It's already there, and they don't know, and they think they're selling... Um, regular coke and dope and then somebody dies from it I don't think they should receive a harsher sentence than they would receive if they were just selling regular coke and dope that's my opinion about that it's sad that people are dying like this but I mean we gotta start as a as a society we have to start taking accountability for our actions also and we can't just blame everybody else for everything but um, oh, I guess I gave my opinion about that, that I think it's unfair when they get a harsher sentence. So one of the guys, he was like 71. He was illiterate. He dropped out in second grade and he was also on drugs. So they gave him two and a half years. It's not clear what role he played in it because it was four of them that were arrested. But he was not the person who actually sold um, Omar the drugs. The person that actually handed him the drugs hand in hand. He received 10 years. Um, I tried to look and see if there were any, if there was any other additional information about what, like, if the guy has something else going on, why would he receive 10 years as opposed to, you know, a lower sentence of three years, five years, or whatever. And I couldn't find if he was involved in anything else. Um, but according to CNN, that. They continued that after Omar died from the drugs, they continued to sell the drugs with the fentanyl, and the prosecutors felt like that was egregious. Like, you knew someone already died, yet you kept selling it. Like, you had bad dope, and you just keep putting it out on the street instead of, like, I taking that L and then getting some good dope? I guess that's what you would call it, some unfentanyl-laced dope? I don't know. Um... To that, I mean, that takes a lot of assumptions because they would have to, they're presuming that these people were aware that he died because of the fentanyl. And like I said, unless they can prove, unless there's actual proof or these people are saying, yeah, we were cutting the shit with fentanyl, then I just don't believe they deserve those harsher sentences. But if you sell drugs to someone who regularly uses drugs and that person dies, I don't think the assumption would be on my part, if I was the drug dealer, that it was my dope that killed him, like my dope no good or whatever. It could be he took too much. 
I mean, he's an addict. These things happen. I don't know what happened. I didn't autopsy him and find out. Now, if I sell dope to 10 people and six of those 10 people just drop dead, maybe I should pack it up and start, like, go to the lab, kind of see what's up with my dope. I don't know, but... I just don't agree with the harsher sentences for the fentanyl unless they can prove that these people are actually cutting it with the fentanyl. And then in that regard, I only I support the harsher sentences because as a consumer, not of narcotics, <laughs> but of other stuff, if I go to somebody and I want to buy A and you selling me A plus B and C and you're not making me aware that's fraud like nah you can't do that to people so if I was going out that's just like if I was buying some weed from somebody off the street which I wouldn't do um especially when you could go anywhere and get it like why but if I was buying some weed from someone and I and they sell me weed that has coke in it or something like that that shit is fraudulent like you cannot do that to me and without disclosing that. So under those under that situation, I think they should be punished because of that. Now, if you're selling weed and coke or um, coke with fentanyl and you're telling a person like, look, this the special coke today. It got fentanyl. It got a little this. And they're like, I, I'll try it. Then that person assumed that risk and you shouldn't be held uh, liable. And, and that's the final order <laughs> from the judge. <laughs> But you can let me, well, those are the main topics that were all rounds with Stitch that kind of caught my attention that I wanted to talk about. Like I said, I wanted to get to some BS because last the last two um, episodes were kind of like heavy and dealing with stuff. And I'm trying to have a mix of that. Like I said, this is grown and opinionated. Um, I'm a woman of a certain age, so I'm not just living life full of BS. It's not all BS all the time, all ratchet shit, all pop culture. I got real life shit going on, so I like to discuss those also. Um, you can find me on Instagram, grown underscore and underscore opinionated. You're going to have to Google how to spell that shit. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at JMO about there. It's just straight like pop culture and stuff like that and gossipy stuff. And then here, like I told you, you could leave, well, like I told y'all before, you could leave like comments or reviews. Let me know what you think. Um, let me know if there's any topics you want to discuss. If you can, I guess if there's a way you could leave me like something you would want me to discuss or my opinion on, please do that. I need something to talk. I'm trying to drop these things like twice a week so I can stay consistent. And I think that's it. So Sasha out. See you next time.